Starting in Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to get good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. This is the word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Would you invite Pastor Emmanuel? Thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Dang, you guys are tired. Wow. 8.30 was like, yes, we're here. And it was cold as all get out to this morning. Hey, glad to be back. I'm your favorite black uncle. Um, so good to be here. It's always a treat whenever Lane calls and asks if I can come preach. And I'm so glad that it's not um, another heavy sermon series. That He's like, hey, I want you to take the, the hardest part of the sermon series. So thank you, Lane. I love you. And also, I hope you're enjoying your, uh, your, your vacation for Thanksgiving. Yep, so we're going to go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, don't need any introduction since I've been here so much. So we're family now, whether you like it or not. I know Thanksgiving is like right around the corner. And how, how many of you got that one family member? It's like, oh, this guy's here. <laughs> oh, dang, you guys love your family. Okay, cool. I guess I'm the one that got issues. So I get, or, or I'm the one that's like, oh, he's here. Um, yeah, so I'm glad I'm not that. At least I hope I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm so guilty that uh, I'm already in Christmas mode because my birthday's on Christmas. And I know Brett's son's birthday's on Christmas too. And so my family are the ones that, my wife specifically, uh, October 31st at, actually no, November 1st at 12.01 was when things started coming up in the house for Christmas. So yes, I am those people. <laughs> Uh, Turn to your Bibles. I'm going to read the NLT version uh, of this, and then we'll pray. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to kind of go line by line and and preach, teach a little bit. So a little bit different today. Um, But I'm going to read from the NLT version to give some more depth to um, what was just shared. Um, And that's starting in verse 7. And it says, keep on asking, and you will receive. Keep on asking, and you will receive. NIV says, ask, and you will receive. So I love how you have the initial and the continual. We're going to break this down in a minute. Keep on asking, you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, how many parents have we got in the room? Cool. I'm going to call you guys out a little bit. Uh, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to those who ask him, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. The title of my message today is, it's okay to ask again, but don't stop asking. It's okay to ask again. Oh, I like that. It's okay to ask again, but don't stop asking. Let's pray. God, thank you so much 
for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I know there's so many of us on the different ends of the spectrum here with our faith journey. Um, God, I pray that you would meet us. Your word says you draw near. So God, draw near to us. Be, be real to us this morning. Would you speak? Would you prepare our hearts to receive the word? God, I pray that you would do something deep and transformative in our souls today to where the person that we came in like today would leave different today, God. Um, have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So jumping right in, verse 7, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Um, my kids are, <laughs> I got three girls, as you know. My kids make used car salesmen look like C-team football players. <laughs> like they know how to ask persistently. It's like, Dad, yes, daughter, can I have some rice? Yes, you can. Dad, you didn't move yet. I'm like, you just asked me. But we, you, you bought the minute rice. That takes a minute, so it's not going to take that long. So at, like, hurry up. I'm like, girl, I said I would do it. Just give me a minute. Like, Dad, it's been a minute and 30 seconds, and it's only going to take a minute. Time has passed. Can you? I'm like, child, can you just give me a break? Like, I got you. Yes, Siri, that's what you found. Wow, she's, she's getting blessed today, too. <laughs> like, she, she asks, she makes the initial ask, and then she continues to keep on asking. And, and I just want to park right here for a quick second. Like, in those moments as a father, I know I fall short. I'm like, I get irritated. But God doesn't. Like, he wants you to ask, and he also wants you to continue to ask. So, don't get hung up on the initial, but also continue to ask. Like, I, I love how the NIV says, ask and you will receive. And the NLT says, keep on asking and you will receive. So make the initial request, but continue to make requests. Make the initial request, but continue to make the initial request. And, and this is so fascinating because I, I know you're like, I love, I've been following this series that you guys have been going through with the Upside Down Kingdom. And this is so countercultural to this time. Because up until this point, the people at this time, there was a distance between them and God. Like they had to go to a high priest for sacrifices, for all those things, for all their sins. Like there was a mediator person that they had to go to with hopefully they would be forgiven. But now we see Jesus in this moment, God in the flesh, and, and Lane talked about this the other week where I says, is the kingdom of God, like the kingdom of God is imminent. Is it, is it now or future? And his answer was yes and amen. And I was like, I love that because it's so true. Like Jesus, the kingdom of God was present with them in the moment, but it was also talking about soon to come kingdom. Jesus is present with you and is also going to establish his kingdom to come. So he's closed the gap from them to him. He's closed the gap for you and I. How many of you feel like there's distance between you and God? To where you're like, you don't even want to ask because you feel like there's this, there's this huge gap between this God of the universe that's created everything. And then there's me here in Newburgh. I would love to submit to you that not only should you make the initial request, like Jesus is instructing these people for the first time to where you actually can talk to him. He also wants you to keep on asking. Asking. 
So make the initial request and keep on asking. I, 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 love, I love this because this requires some action. And, and some of you may be in the different ends of the spectrum when it comes to asking the Lord. Like some of you, you asking maybe your first step today. It's like, God, I'm going to ask for the first time. Some of you have, some of our seasoned saints, as I like to say, have been walking with them for a while. Some of you need to continue to ask. And, and, and I love, I'll, I'll be vulnerable. You guys have figured this out already. I'll be honest. I, I keep it a thousand. In preparation for this message, I was in my closet, literally. It's my prayer closet, but I, it's my closet. It's clean for the first time, so I ended up being in there. Sitting next to the socks and my sweaters and shoes and all that stuff, getting the aromas of all the different things. And I'm, and I'm like, God, please speak to me. Like, Lane, I'm so excited. This is going to be a great message. And I don't got to talk about grief and loss today. And this is so awesome that I get to talk about the Sermon on the Mount. This is great. Like, give me a word. And God's like, why did you stop asking me? And I wept because that was not the answer that I wanted. Like, I wanted something so profound. I wanted something so grandiose. But God, he, he said, just so still, he said, Emmanuel, why did you stop asking me? And what happened to you that made you stop asking? I'd love to ask that question to you. Why did you stop asking? What happened to you in your life where you said, in my spirit, I'm not going to ask for anything. I already have a hard time asking for help, let alone for a couple bucks for gas, let alone for help to move something. I would rather throw my back out lifting something heavy than ask for help. I got issues. That's why I'm in therapy. But what happened to you that made you stop asking? And, and, I, and I just began to weep in my closet. And I grabbed one of the pants to wipe the snot off of my face and throw that in the laundry because I didn't want to stack up in my closet. But God was just like, Emmanuel, what is it? And then I began to talk to him. It's like, well, Lord, I've lost a child. Like, I've experienced betrayal. I've experienced job loss. I've experienced financial loss. I've experienced you know, family dysfunction. I've experienced my family be fractured. I've experienced divorce impact my family structure. I've experienced trauma. I've experienced all of these things. And then God began, like, that's when he began to speak to me. He said, will you ask me again? Loved ones, whatever your story is, whatever the thing that you've experienced in your life, whether it was a relational betrayal, whether it was financial hardship, whether it was a, a, a disease, whether, whatever the case may be, say that to him. Like this is your opportunity as a father is coming near to you and he's giving you an invitation to trust and an invitation to follow. And he wants you to ask him. He wants you to ask him. He cares about the wound that you have. He cares about the miscarriage. He cares about the cancer diagnosis. 
He cares about the diabetes diagnosis. He cares about the family loss. He cares about that person that betrayed you. He cares about the thing that happened to you that hurt you so deep in your core that made you make a decision to say, I will never ask God again. And I'll be brutally honest with you. This, I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I shared this, but I, I, this is completely different because I feel like this is where you guys are at. And I, if I'm wrong for assuming, then I, I'm sorry. I won't come back again. Um, no, I will. Um, but for me personally, like when my, uh, you've, you've heard me share this before. Like when my wife and I, we lost a child, we prayed for our son to come back to life and it didn't happen. And I was scared from that moment to ask God for anything again. Because I, I feared disappointment. I feared being rejected. I feared not being heard. And it even reinforced my own family traumas of like neglect and all those things that may have happened of like emotional detachment just because life was hard like I feared asking I didn't want to be inconvenienced to God so therefore I would rather not ask God for anything because I do not want to be disappointed how many of you is that in the room if you're going to be like be courageous please I'm I don't want to be the only one I see you I see you here's your invitation today ask again it's scary Ask again. It's uncertain. Ask again. It's going to require strength and courage. Ask again. You're going to have to put yourself out there. Ask again. You're going to experience more letdowns. Ask again. You're going to experience more betrayals. Ask again. You're going to experience more disappointments. Ask again. Jesus is giving the disciples the same invitation that I'm, I'm sharing with you. He gave it to them as not only did the kingdom of God draw near, he wants you to ask and to continue to ask again. Don't let your trauma or your pain keep you stuck. Today is the day where I challenge you to step out of your discomfort and to risk one more time. Because I promise you, his word says, and you will receive. Catch this though. From ask or keep on asking to you will receive, he does not say when or what. And for those of you that are black and white thinkers like me, I hate this. Like you mean I have to have faith? Like you mean like I, 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 you mean I have to trust that whatever I'm seeking you for, whatever I'm asking for, I have to trust that's going to happen? Like I need A, B, C, D, point time, plank period, like planning center, all that stuff. I need the, the my minute markers and everything to make sense. I'm like, okay, cool, it's going to happen. Like even with date nights, I'm like, okay, the babysitter, I know you guys are doing that, which you guys are probably great babysitters. It's like, okay, they say five to eight. That means from five to eight, I got this amount of time that I'm going to be free with my wife, and I expect them to be open at 5 p.m., but I trust that they're going to do it. So if it's 501, I'm like, oh, I can't trust y'all. Mm-mm. You said five, you said five is 501, uh-uh. Right? Like I'm that kind of dude. I, I got issues. But from... When and what God asks us to trust in who is the one that's going to provide the gift. When we get laser focused on the what 
or what the thing is or when this thing's going to happen, we will always be disappointed because we missed out on the true treasure. And that's the gift giver. Many of you, like myself, can get so stuck. Like my, when my wife and I were in a season of like wanting to have a baby, like we were so laser focused on this thing. It's like, okay, we're going to keep trying, we're going to keep trying, we're going to keep trying. And we missed who was the one that actually did it. And we would be so disappointed. Like after the cycles and everything, it's like, God, why? Like it's hurt so much. But God's like, and this is how good he is. He, he mourns with you when it hurts. And he still is tender enough to say, I want you to orient your perspective on me because I'm the gift giver. Wherever you're at today in trusting God, whatever you're asking for the Lord and trusting God, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. The word seek and knock both describe action. Like there is a tenacity that follows up with it. There is perseverance that follows up with it. There is diligence that follows up with it. There is, there is an act that you have to continue to do. Not just one time, but continual. So don't get stuck in the initial, but, but focus on the continual. So keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Do not stop after the first knock. Do not stop after the first ask. Do not stop on the first seeking attempt. Like, I'm a horrible finder. I used to be. But my wife is like, I'm the one that finds everything. I'm like, it's because you put it there and you know where to look. Like, I'm guilty of like, didn't find it. I guess we got to get a new one. <laughs> like, don't do that with God. Like, I, I truly believe, like, God is wanting to expand our, our, our understanding of him because it grieves him when we see him as something that is incapable of doing the thing that we're going after him for. Like, as a good father, like, for, for us parents in the room, this is where I'm going to call you out. Uh, do you ever feel this when, like, your kids do something and you're like, if you only asked me. I would have taken care of you. Like, if you would have only asked me for financial help, your bank account would be negative $500. If you only asked me, I would have did it for you. If you only trust me in my timing, I would have did it for you. Because as a parent, when my kids do things that are crazy, like when it comes to the minute rice and it ends up exploding in the microwave because they hit 10 minutes instead of one, I'm like, my heart is grieved because they didn't trust me in the moment that I was going to do it for them. And they made a mess. We learned from it. Now they say, okay, dad knows how to do this thing. He's going to teach me. He'll do it. He's going to teach me. But that's God's heart for us, y'all. That he is grieved to his soul that we get so stuck in our pain that we fail to ask him. So I, I challenge you today to ask again. I challenge you today to seek again. You will find don't get hung up on the when or the what. You will find. That's a promise and a guarantee. Whether it's in this life or the next, you get him. That's the reward. You will find. The door will be open. Like, if you're seeking for truth, don't go to CNN News or Fox. If you're seeking for truth, don't go to Christianity Today. Find it in his word. You will find truth, and the truth is revealed in his word through the person of Jesus. 
If you're trying to find hope, don't find it in a relationship. If you're trying to find intimacy, don't find it in a guy or a girl because you're, you're, you're trying to fulfill this longing emptiness in your soul. Find it in Jesus. He will reveal himself to you. He will reveal his loving kindness to you. He will show you how tender he is. He will show you how generous he is. He will show you how kind he is. He will reveal his true unmerited favor upon you if you seek him. That's a reward. This is the first point. I'm sorry. We got, oh, I'm doing better than first service. Cool. So you can ask again, but don't stop asking. Ask again, but don't stop asking. Ask again, but don't stop asking. Like I said, make the request, but keep making the request. My, my kids, I know I shared, used car salesmen. They know how to ask to the point to where you're provoked. You're like, oh, my gosh, fine, I'll do it. That's not God's heart for us. He, he desires, like he even says in the Psalms, like he loves when we come to him. It, it, it makes his heart glad when we come to him. Like it, that's his love language. It's like, oh, he's talking to me. He wants my presence. He wants me. He wants to hear from me. Ah, like he loves the asking. Your ask is not in vain and it's not too big for God. Like ask big. Like, there's some things I'm believing for, some big things, and it's not in vain. Like, I, I challenge for whoever in the room where there's a dream that died, ask again. Like, if, I don't, I don't know, I, there might, I feel like there's someone in the room that had a business that may have failed, and you're like, I'm just a horrible business person, I don't know how to strategize. Like, God is saying, ask again. Dream again. Ask again. Seek me again. Knock again. Like, I, I want to show you my goodness that you're not defined by the failure, but I will resurrect the dead thing and I will get glory from all things because you couldn't do this in your own strength. Your own strength showed you what you were capable of. If you were to ask, seek, and knock and trust me, watch what I will do for you. Amen? Are we good? That's the first point. So, moving on. Moving on, there is a reward for perseverance. There is a reward for perseverance. Looking at verse 8, it says, everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Everyone means everyone. That includes you from the youngest of the youngest to the seasoned of the seasoned. I don't want to say old because my grandma will shoot me at Thanksgiving. So, sorry, Oma. I love you. I'll still make the turkey. Everyone means everyone. That means you. 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 That means me. All of us, if we are to seek after him, if we were to put our faith, hope, trust in Jesus, everyone that professes that, he will reward the perseverance. Meaning, like at this time, this wasn't just, it didn't just mean for the Jew, but also for the Gentile or the Greek. Meaning, this is for the black person, the white person, the Hispanic person, the Israeli person, the Palestinian person, the Hispanic person, the Asian person. Whoever were to trust in Jesus and ask, seek, knock, will receive. So it is for you too. 
It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, your economic status or whatever the case may be. Jesus like destroys that in this moment, like super countercultural at this time to where he's like, nah, I'm coming near and I want you to ask me. And I'm, and I'm so countercultural that I'm going to, I'll even talk to the women at the well. I'll even talk to the person I'm not supposed to talk to. I'll even hang out with the Pharisees. I'll even hang out with the tax collectors. I'll even, I'll even be present for the person that was caught in adultery and, and called the gold out in her. Everyone means everyone. So everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. Everyone who knocks the door will be open. I, I, love, I love James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various trials of different kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. While we're waiting, he's cultivating. While we wait, while we're waiting for him, he's cultivating something in us. Like I shared this the first service, like for those of us that have walked through something challenging and difficult, like whether it be cancer or bad diagnosis, like it changes you. Like after I lost a child, it changed me forever. Like I believe different. Like when someone said, can you pray for me? I was like, I got you. Because I've experienced the dark night of the skull, but I've experienced Jesus in those moments. So I have faith. If he can, if he can show up on my behalf, I truly believe he can do it for you. But that, that came from this waiting time of waiting for the receiving and not focusing on when or not focusing on what the thing I would actually get. It, it cultivated steadfastness in me. It cultivated perseverance in me. It cultivated these things, my character, above reproach to where I'm not the same anymore. While we wait, he cultivates. He rewards perseverance. So keep on seeking. Keep on asking. Keep on knocking. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we don't give up, if we persevere. Don't stop asking. Jesus, like I said, as he's speaking these words to the, to the Jews at this time for the first time, he's not, he lays down the, the framework of how to pray, but then he also lays out the approach to prayer, and that's with diligence perseverance and persistence by keeping asking keeping seeking and keeping knocking so don't stop last number three i'll have the i'll have the keys come up point number three he gives good unexpected gifts watch this verse nine you parents if your children ask for a loaf of bread do you give them a stone instead or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Imagine us as parents, and we know our kids have a deathly peanut allergy. And they say, Mom, I'm hungry. Or Dad, I'm hungry. All right, cool. I'm going to make you a peanut butter, extra crunchy peanut butter sandwich. Here you go. Like, that is wild. Like, how irresponsible of, of a parent that would be. 
Like how unkind of a parent that is. How, how detrimental and deathly and costly that is as a parent if we were to give that type of response to a request saying I'm hungry and you know I'm allergic, deathly allergic to peanuts. Like God's not like that. And, and for those of you that have experienced family trauma or those of you that have experienced parents or whatever that didn't show up to you or didn't give good, good, give, give good gifts to you, I pray that you would find healing today that God is a good gift giver, that you, your expectations and what you will receive is not harm and death, but love and kindness. Some of you today are, are experiencing the love of God for the first time, that he wants to give you joy, that he wants to give you peace, that he wants you to receive his love and kindness Instead of anxiety, depression, and, and you fear rejection, you fear like you don't fit in. All of these things where you've learned because people didn't show up for you. No, he's a good gift giver. And this speaks to the nature and character of God, that he's a good gift giver. You can expect to receive a good gift from your father. You can expect that. You will receive. And how much more is our father? That gives good gifts. Like, imagine the best gift you ever received, the thing you actually asked for. I know I shared it a while ago. Like, I asked for it. I was like, man, I need a new car. And I got a car, but it was a hoopty instead of this big old lifted truck that I really, really wanted. I got the gift, but it wasn't in the package that I wanted. But it was a good gift. How much more does our Father give good gifts? You can expect Him to give good gifts. If you're seeking more joy, you can expect to receive more joy. And oftentimes that find, you find joy in going through some hard things where you see, man, God, life sucks right now, but you're so good. There's, you're the only reason why I'm even allowed, like I can even laugh or even celebrate because you've met me here. He's a good gift giver. Expect good gifts. I, I, I want to catch, I, wanna, I, I caught something that I found really interesting. Uh, and, and in this particular text, the word give, in the original context, is, I'm a butcher this word, so forgive me, but it's, it's didiomi, and it has several different meanings. And it means to pay, grant, give, give generously to the poor, repay, rescue. Now watch this. Slap, strike, or slapped in the face. It's like, that sounds aggressive. Like, give means slap in the face. Like, there's times where I want to slap Lane in the back for having me come preach on hard stuff. But my motive would be wrong in that. I, I, I would love to submit to you with this, though. That it has less to do with the act, but more to do in the unexpected. Less to do with the motivation of like malice. It has nothing to do with malice. But more to do in he is so good that it comes in the unexpected. When you're not anticipating or expecting it. Where you're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Where it catches you off guard. That's how good our God is. And, and notice something. I, 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 I found a connection. John 3.16 says the same thing. 
It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And that word gave is translated in the same way. He gave an unexpected gift to humanity where they expected this royal outpour, uh, rollout of a, uh, of a king riding on a big old white horse and, and armies behind him and going to conquer the Romans and all these people that have oppressed him. But instead, he gave an unexpected gift of a baby in a manger. that ended up becoming the savior of the world. That's how he is to us. He gave a good gift in Jesus and he's our reward. And he gives good, unexpected gifts. Loved ones, I, 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 I pray that you would begin to see the unexpected unfold in your life where things that happen that just don't make sense. You're like, how the heck, like, how did this happen? Like, God, you really, you really threw me for a curveball here. Like, that's how good he is. And my last point, it's time to go back to the basics. Looking at verse 12, it says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of, of all that is taught in the law of the prophets. This is, this is a quote from N.T. Wright, one of my favorite um, theologian scholars. And he says this, what should distinguish his followers, but also frequently doesn't, is that knowing this love, they should find themselves able to obey this rule and the other rules that follow from it gladly and freely. They should then discover that they are able to reflect on God's love and light into the world. When we say yes to Jesus, we should look different. It's time to go back to the basics. Like the golden rule, as it says, like it's the essentials. It's the basics. Like we need to go back to the basics in our marriages. We need to go back to the basics in our homes as parents, not provoking our kids to anger. We need to go back to the basics in living generously, like understanding that the money, the time, the treasures, the talents that we have are not ours in the first place, that we need to give it back to him. Like, like in, in, the, in the parable of, of, the, of the master that gave the talents, one of them buried him because he had a perspective where it was mine and I wanted to hide it. What you have is not yours. Give it back to him. Going back to the previous verse, like a good father wouldn't give stones or a snake when someone asks for fish. Like if there's a need, meet it. Like if I hate talking about money, but I'm just going to I'm just going to go there. Forget it. You know, I love talking about money. I'm going to go there. Like if you are wealthy and someone comes up to you, it's like you see and know they're struggling and you're like, oh, man, I'll pray for you, bro. No, you robbed that person of a blessing. How much joy it is to give out of the overflow of your resources that reflects the nature of God to someone's immediate need. It's like giving someone, it's like, oh man, they're cold. Oh, cool, I'll give you a hug. Here's the warmth of Christ, brother. Love you. Quickly to die off. Like, give them a jacket. Give them a blanket. If you got the resources, put them in a room. 
I'm just giving you examples. Like that's the nature of God. It is time to go back to the basics and understand what we have is not ours first. And we need to give it back to him. But also looking at we need to love our neighbors as ourselves. So meaning whatever we desire for ourselves, we should not withhold that from someone else. The biggest challenge that I had going through therapy, I still go through therapy. I got two therapists. That's how crazy I go is I discovered how poorly I loved and cared about myself, seeing in how I loved my wife and I loved my neighbors. When I, I was like, man, I'm so outgoing. I do all these things for people. Nobody does everything for me. I realized, no, you have selfish motives. To where that's how you feel yourself, where you feel you're entitled to help or you feel like you're entitled to a good thing. You're entitled to your wife's love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your enemies. Love the person that doesn't look like you, talk like you, walk like you, believe like you, all those things. We're called to love our neighbor in that fashion. We're also called to extend the same type of humanity that we want for ourselves. And this is what Jesus is talking about. He's, he's laying out a framework. If you want to receive love or ex- receive the, the basic essentials of humanity, you got to be willing to extend it. So it's time to go back to the basics. Ask and don't stop asking. Know that there's a reward for your perseverance. Know that he gives good unexpected gifts. And go back to the basics. Stand to your feet. Let's pray. We're going to do communion. Before, before we go to communion, I, I, didn't, I didn't do this first service. But I want heavy bow, head bowed, eyes closed. For the person in the room that says, Emmanuel, you, you stepped on my toes and I don't like it when it comes to asking again or seeking again or knocking again. You've been disappointed. You've experienced heartache, pain in the litany of other things. If, if that's you, I just want you to shoot your hand up to me. I want to pray for you. I see you all around the room. I see you guys. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you guys. I see you. So many people. Okay. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would draw near to the brokenhearted. God, would you draw near to the ones that have experienced disappointment? Would you draw near to the ones that have experienced betrayal? Would you draw near to the ones that have experienced letdown? Would you draw near for for our delayed promise? God, would you draw near and bring healing into those moments? Because you care deeply about the things that they care about. You care deeply about the things that they're knocking for. God, I pray that you you would just remind them that you see them. Like Hagar, you're the God who sees. God, I I pray that today would be a reminder that you see us. You care deeply about us. You care about the things that we care about, God. And, and, And I pray that hope would begin to arise. And the asking, seeking, and knocking, God, implies a journey. And Father, would you walk with us through this journey? In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to take communion.
And after service, like, for those of you that raise your hand, like, please come get prayer. Please, like, do not leave this room until you get prayer so we can believe with you. If, if I had you guys come forward, like, there wouldn't be enough space, so we can't do that. But, like, I want to believe with you. Like, he sees you. He's the God who sees. Amen. So, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your body. That none of this is possible without what you did on Calvary. None of this is possible. None of, all of this is meaningless if you did not die on the cross for our sins and raise from the dead. So God, so God, we take the bread, remembering the body that was beaten on our behalf. Take it and eat. And God, we thank you for the blood that was poured out as a perfect sacrifice for all of our sins. God, thank you for the blood of Jesus. And because of the blood, I'm considered a son. Because of the blood, I belong to your kingdom. Take it and drink. Let's worship.